What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. Today we're talking LA Galaxy, LAFC. Uh, week after, a couple of days after the El Chaco game, um, those games never disappoint. Ended up three-two. Obviously, the LA Galaxy lost. LAFC finally got a win over uh, the LA Galaxy since I think 2020. I know I've been seeing that uh, a lot on social media, and I didn't realize it had been that long. But here to help me talk about all that, we got Andy Diosa. Andy, how you doing? What's going on, man? Good to be back. And like you said, man, the Trafico, for some reason, I don't know. It's just I, I think we're never going to see a, a boring one. Where I mean, we did see a boring one this earlier this season, but even that, like it was there's still goals that are going to be scored. There's still stuff that happens that it gives you plenty to talk about before and after. So it was a uh, it was another fun one in the in the addition of this rivalry that's, you know, fairly new, but it's been taking the league and people by storm. Yeah, I didn't realize because I, I rewatched the game like today. I didn't realize that. It had already been 16 games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's already been 16 games, and I, and I feel like it just started, you know? You know what it was, too? I think in, in that short season in the pandemic and stuff, they played a lot. If you remember, they played a lot of those games that were behind closed doors, and it seemed like every other month they were playing each other. And it kind of took away a little bit because I don't I'm not, I don't remember Vela being hurt for a bit. Um, some of those games, there weren't, you know, any huge players on the field. And, I mean, it, it adds to it. But, like, even like I said, you know, now things getting back to normal – uh, with big names in it and, and being able to be in just more so in stadiums with fans. I mean, I think that's the one big takeaway that the atmosphere, like the fans create that, whether it's in Carson, whether it's at, at the bank, I think the atmosphere is something that if you're there for, I know many people listening and obviously us that go to cover it, you feel it when you, when you're around the stadium before the game, you feel it inside the stadium. So it's a pretty cool thing because for a while we had it without fans and that, you know, that a game of that magnitude, you don't ever want to see it without everything that comes around with it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah, definitely, it definitely lived up to the hype. I was, I was, I was interested to see how um, the Galaxy would do. Obviously, how LAFC would do. Um, but yeah, one thing that that surprised me, um, even though the Galaxy had chances in the first half, I feel like they they really, I don't know, I feel like they really struggled, at least offensively, outside of that Jovalich pass, that little tiki taka. I think it was Ryan Chicharito and then Jovalich. And Maxine Kripo ended up um, with the big save. But what did what did you think about them in, in the midfield? Because to me, it just seemed like there was no creativity in, in the midfield. Like they really struggled. I feel like whether it was LAFC doing such a good job on them, or whether the Galaxy just weren't able to produce. Yeah, I think we, and we kind of talked about it at halftime up in the press box. It looked like their their plan was let's let's get Grant Sir wide, which I think is a pretty good solid plan for the Galaxy because um, he had a lot of space, and Ryan Hollinshead was giving him. A decent amount of, of space to function and he was being i think effective enough to get to you know that final third but there was really nothing else besides that where you talk about the midfield creating and being able to to find chicharito to find joel is like we've been begging for this two forward formation forever right and it worked amazingly against montreal in that four zero win but you saw against lasc you know when when you're able to take a player like chicharito out of a game maybe uh, owning a little bit more on him and, and really defensively key in on the type of stuff that he does, it gets complicated because I think Jovalich is, is solid off the ball. And I think he's smart enough to to make these runs and these movements that really benefit that attack. But if there's no creativity in the midfield, if you get somebody like Efra who hasn't been able to consistently be that creative piece that they need and coming from me, the conductor of the hype train, we're, we're, we're low in business right now on the FL hype train, but hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be back soon. But there is that link, that missing link. And, and that was evident, you know, if you're just trying to force balls to Grand Sir, like I and like I mentioned, I don't mind that that tactic, but you needed to have a little bit more from that midfield pushing up because 
in a game like that one, you knew it was always going to be back and forth. So you did at some point need to have possession to be dangerous. And it's funny because Galaxy actually ended with more possession in LAFC, I believe. But at the end of the day, they still never felt like those those threats were never really there in that first half. They came on the second half, guns blazing. But that first half, it was you know it was it was kind of quiet, and, and they were and you saw the ideas there. But they, like it's that missing piece that we've been talking about for so long with the Galaxy in the midfield for somebody to connect that. Let's say the the Mark Delgado and the Efra to to you know to really get Chicharito because we were seeing Chicharito drop back pretty far, way and, too far. He was dropping way way right, too much. Right. I don't know for whatever reason he didn't need to do that. Success ever, like not against, definitely not against LAFC, but not. I don't think against many teams in this league. That's not a good recipe for success for the Galaxy at all. Yeah, yeah. To me, that was that was an interesting thing because um, he was dropping back so like so far back in the in the early stages of the game, and I I just felt like at times I was like, when you're dropping so far back, I know you got Jovalich at times up there, but there's there you're not you're not going to be that big that big of a threat if you're falling. All the way back, and I don't think he needed to do that for for any reason. I, I don't feel like he needed to do that and drop back, but I don't know. I don't know why why Chicharito ended up coming coming so far back and trying to retrieve some of these balls, um, you know, because he's more effective up top. And yeah, <clears throat> talk to your point um, on the wings or oh, outside. There was a four four two formation, right? You had a uh, uh, Samuel Granso on the left, who, who did, I felt like he did a solid job, but at times, you know, it, there was there was uh, some opportunities there that, that he wasn't able to convert. Efrain on the other side, I, I just felt like there wasn't enough. Like there's times that he is so good tactically, he is so good what he can do on the ball, on it, but it just wasn't enough from him. I, I feel like I don't know. It, it, he struggled in the first half. He, he really struggled. And and if you're gonna be one of the guys that's gonna want to play and demand to play and all these different things. You got to be able to perform, and it's been up and down for for Efrain Alvarez uh, on his performances. I know he can score from outside the eighteen. He almost had one. I think went a couple, probably like a, maybe like a foot, maybe a foot or two over the over Max Maxine Capro. But I, I just felt like I don't know, like there wasn't. I didn't. Uh, Efrain Alvarez didn't didn't give me enough. He needed to do to have a spectacular game, and for whatever reason, he he just didn't. And I just felt if you're only working on one side. And you're not really working on Efrain Alvarez's side. It, it was pretty. It was pretty clear where they were going. And then I think once LAFC figured that out, it kind of just limited their options. And you know, in the middle, Chicha and I think Jovalich still need a little bit more more playing time uh, to to get to know each other a little bit up top. But yeah, it was it was weird because they even without Douglas Costa being out, uh, there were times that they could have been more effective. And for whatever reason, they just weren't. Yeah, I think there's just, and I think we've talked about this even with the Galaxy last year when Chicharito was scoring so many goals. And, you know, Galaxy fans obviously get excited when a player like that, that's supposed to be the the main goal scorer, is doing his job. But even last year when it wasn't during that run, we always mentioned, like, who else? What What's what's their second option? Who's their second guy? Because, once again, if you're relying on just one person to get you there, they're going to see things happen like happened last season where – you could get far in the year and maybe towards the end of the year you're fighting for a playoff spot, but there's there's seemingly still lack of options. And there shouldn't be because I think the team is talented enough to have other people contribute, and and which is why we've preached so much about playing Jovalich and Chicharito because he's proven that he could score as well. But even when Zlatan was here, it's like, all right, Zlatan was scoring and everybody else was kind of just like around. So it's interesting to me that there's still that disconnect 
Um, but yeah, F I agree. Like if I, I always say when he's on, he's really, really good. And it's, it's, it's a dangerous player. Um, and you could tell he's really in the games. I thought that his assist in the Montreal game was really, really like a smart play, knowing that Chicharito was going to be in the back post. And I mentioned in the press box that day, like that wouldn't have happened if it was just one striker because Chicharito wouldn't have been floating towards the back post. He would have been more towards the middle. So there's different looks that you get having two forwards on the field there. But I think the problem that Vanny's going to have now is if he does go forward with that formation, which I believe he should, um, mm-hmm. where's, where's that those substitutes come in off the bench? Where How much of an attack is that going to give you? Because we would assume that it's going to be Kevin Cabral or it's going to be um, Efra if he, if he ends up getting put on the bench. Victor Vasquez, who you know can give you somebody, can't give you a long amount of time at this rate. So it's like, where do those options come? Because if you're still relying on Chicharito to, to be that guy, and like I mentioned, you could see teams know how he plays. The, the, the tape is endless on the guy. And, and you know, you have to respect his his maneuvers and stuff like that. But it's also very easy to say, hey, let's let's focus on this guy. This is your job today. And I mentioned to you before we started, I thought Ibiaga did a really good job in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically containing that if you could focus in on that then it makes life a lot harder and you know i think grand sir you get he gets that goal good on him and and then obviously um Revelison gets that one in the end but it's it's one of those things that in a game of this magnitude you need to the energy that they play those first two games with where they basically like took that first step and said hey we're going to be the dominant ones in this game i think we saw glimpses of that in that first half trying to but i don't think they ever really got that this to me this is one of the more open traficos where it was very back and forth there was that stretch in the second half that was very just like turnover after turnover. Ping pong. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, I don't think any team either side played particularly well. And mm. I mean, that's to be expected sometimes in these rivalry games. Uh, you don't know. You you can't you can have a tactical plan and, and really be focused. But we mentioned it. Uh, I asked I asked Steve Shrundalo after the game about that. Like what what specifically about Chicharito did they do right because he had a quiet night? And he's like, hey, we just didn't do well with him in those first two games. Like we were not good. And that's mm-hmm. why they were able to be so effective against us. He's like, and we showed, you know, our defenders that throughout the week and needed to make sure they knew the assignment. So, I mean, you know, I think it's always a, always a, a chess battle between the coaches as well, but it still comes down to the bottom line. The, the Galaxy need more production than um, just trying to focus on one or two players to be able to to, to, to give you offensive sparks. And I think that the Revelison goal is a good sign because he's been proving in these past mm-hmm. games that he could really be effective in that final third for them. Yeah, uh, I like I like Rivelson. If he's gonna be, I'm assuming he's gonna be the the ten or the attacking midfielder, and then the, the new guy that goes a Gascon um, who's coming in. I'm assuming he's gonna play the six. Um, yeah, it it just I think I like Rivelson up top. Uh, I really like Rivelson up top. He's a big physical body. He can score goals. He he's shown you know last season again this game and he got the header and it was like three goals in two games. Um, you know, he, I think he was, he's been a bright spot as, as a late for, for, for the other galaxy. Um, but yeah, maybe if it's Gascon <clears throat> that can help, help him out in, in the midfield, but yeah, there are, they are missing that missing, that missing piece up there. I, I personally like Chicharito and Jovalich up top. I was listening to the, I gotta, like I said, I rewatched the game and I think, um, the, the broadcast has said that Vanny typically doesn't like playing a 4-4-2 for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, but I think the way this team is built to have the highest success, I don't know, I, I or a 3-5, you could go with the 3-5-2 or, you know, there's different ways to play it. But if, if, if Greg Vanny doesn't want to play with two up top, um, I, I think, I don't know, I, I, I think those are the guys that have been able to produce. Kevin Cabral did come in, but 
he wasn't I don't know he he wasn't able to produce he, he came in the he came in the second half uh there's very very few games um that Kevin Cabral has really impacted a game I know he had a goal in the, in the traffic goal but I don't to me I, I think I think the thing that kind of stood on the second half when I think Grant Sir got his goal uh, he ended up getting getting his, his goal um right after that or whatever I think Galaxy or LAFC scored the subs were to me were a little interesting. Bringing Sasha Kleshman and Victor Vasquez. Um, the reason I say those are interesting because you're you're bringing two guys that typically plays very similar or they, they play somewhat similar, and you got no speed. You got great touch. Obviously, Victor Vasquez. I I felt I understood the Victor Vasquez for Efra or I don't know if it was for Efra, but I I felt like Efra even had to come out. But I, I like Victor Vasquez come in, but I think. For me, I would have liked Kevin Cabral for Sam Grancer because Sam Grancer started to look to be gassed out because you still at least got some speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when they both subbed, they were both subbed in. I don't know if I think either – I'm trying to remember. I don't know if Cifuentes scored the second goal and then right after that the third goal came. Yep. I remember after that substitutions, I don't feel like they needed to do those substitutions because Galaxy looked like they were getting some momentum. And I feel like those – the substitutions were just very odd at, 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 at that point of the game. I felt like they needed a sub, but like I just felt like it was either going to be Grant Sir or, or Efrain Alvarez, and I just felt like you bring in Sasha and Victor, you you lose a lot of the speed. Yeah, you can control, you can slow the game down, but like Elias is so explosive. You you need to have some type of speed over there, and I, I know that the the bet is uh, slim. Obviously, Costa's not not available. Um, we'll talk about him a little bit later, but I, I just felt like those, that substitution was just very odd because it, it didn't really help, and goals came right after that. You understand the Galaxy were able to come back and you know make it 3-2, but that just instance just kind of just shifted the, the midfield for them when they were kind of gaining some momentum. Yeah, the timing was the timing was unfortunate for the Galaxy because I think what Vanny said he was trying to do was to, to stabilize the midfield, but exactly what you're saying. He was trying to, I think, in a way, slow it down a little bit because – Things were, you know, maybe a little out of order. Um, but the timing was tough because then the goals come so quickly. And then you're like looking at that deficit increasing. You're like, man, like we we kind of felt like we were able to gonna be able to take this next step here at, at this point of the game. And then now you're now you're chasing it. But to to Victor's credit, I mean he go he goes in and gets that that late mm-hmm. assist. And to Sasha, I think you're in a in a moment like that, in a game like that, you know, Vanny obviously is counting on on him. Just a just veteran leadership, things like that that those qualities, you know, you, you kind of feel comfortable, okay, putting them in a the game. But I do understand what you're saying in terms of maybe you you kind of don't try to slow it down. Maybe you kind of just say, hey, let's go all in and, and gas it out. Like this is a one of these games that it's just back and forth, and, and we know that. Um, so I think Vanny in his way, that's the reason why, and, and he kind of alluded to that. But at the same time, like you mentioned, when you have a bench that your first option coming off right now is Victor Vasquez, and, and you're looking at Kevin Cabral who <laughs> – I mean, they gave him five year, a five year contract. Like this, it's. It, it, I think everything, everything falls in line with the galaxy here, and and it's gonna go into what we talk about with Douglas Costa later. But it's just the the amount of decisions that they're making that just haven't panned out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when when he got signed, it was a thing like uh, DTK was like, you know, this is such a great prospect and things like that. And we haven't seen anything of, of what was promised, and and we don't know this player from you know. I can't say I was watching the, the league two. But they, they clearly had eyes on him. But even it's the same thing with the signing that they just made. This guy's coming from uh, Serie B in, in Italy. 
he could be great. And it, and Vanny or uh, not Vanny, um, Jovan, the, the technical manager said that this is somebody that they've had eyes on for a bit. So there's a hope that they'll be able to to get what they want out of him. But it could be the same thing. Like maybe you're, he's not a reference player that people really know about much. I would think that people know about much. So it kind of leaves a little bit of uh, of wiggle room where you're like, man, we hope that this doesn't continue to be the same thing. But he's he's saying his idea of bringing him in is it frees up somebody like Mark Delgado, who I, I think was the best player on the field for the Galaxy. Um, it frees up a player mm-hmm. like Revelison. But right now in that current moment in that game, when you look at the bench and you see Victor, who you know could give you tactically some things, but speed is not going to be there. Sasha, who's been around forever. You look at Cabral, who, you know, is, has not played well. And you're like, man, what is, you know, what are we doing here? Like, what what's our best option? And then, obviously, you have a guy like Cosa, who's supposed to be bringing, bringing you a bunch of things, giving you a spark, and is not available for, you know, whatever reasons. Well, we know what reasons <laughs> he wasn't available for. But it's it's just, I think that the Galaxy, they have that issue of personnel right now. And and it's not it's not an issue of they don't have the players. I, like I said, I think this team is very talented. If you put it the, the roster up with, a lot of other rosters around the league, I think they, they hold their own, but you need more production from players. And that's not just talking about Cabral and that's not just talking about Efra. I mean, I think that's around around the around the squad. You I I've not Sega Kulabali, there's games that he's good, there's games that he's not good. Um Raheem Edwards, I think he was very, very good in, in the first few games against LAFC. This game he just seemed like he was way too in his head trying to do too much. So that inconsistency, which is something that Vinny has talked about over and over since last year. Is is what he's looking for, and he hasn't been able to get for whatever reason. I mean, yeah. you go to that game against Montreal, they probably shouldn't have won if you look at the standings, if you look at everything going in, and mm-hmm. they, they smacked them 4-0. And I asked Vanny after that game, like, what was the difference in, in the mentality in this team? And he's like, We just like we're in practice and the hammer down, we were intense. And it's like that's what you would think that they were that that game was gonna be a boost. And I think you know what the in, in the galaxy standpoint, like losing to to LAFC is is not obviously a great taste in your in your mouth, but I don't think they're that mad about this result, honestly, to tell you the truth. It, it didn't seem like they were super, super upset. I mean, it's a rivalry loss. I don't know. I think they I don't know. After after the I think they were you you never I I, I, I disagree. I just the reason why, because none of them wanted to talk after the game. Um and I just I don't know I I I know they won they've won the series but it's like this is what I sense is Killini the Bell signing you know it's like Galaxy is trending in a different trend than sure. LAFC sure. you know what I'm saying and that's why I feel like they didn't get smacked around but they were they were close to getting tied they were close to being tied right now let's let's talk about if Douglas Costa was available. The, the depth that you look at the Galaxy and the depth that you look at LAFC is just too is, – is, is complete. If you were just talking on paper, right? We're not yeah, talking yeah. about individual matchups. Galaxy have, have, domi- or have dominated the, the individual, the head-to-head matchups, right? But I just think – I just think the Galaxy – I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to get from them every week. I know that I know I was going to get the Galaxy to be to be on for this game because they'll traffic with – they always show up. But I, I just feel like, you know, like – Douglas Costa, a DP who hasn't been available, Kevin Cabral, who hasn't performed to the point uh, you, you expected, and then you have Chicharito, who has who had who didn't have a good game, who whether it was personally him or it was more of LAFC, I think honestly it was both. Um, but I think I'd give the edge a little bit more to LAFC because he wasn't able to create or do any of those things. Mm-hmm. And now, and then, and then you have, um, and then you have Costa. Who's uh, you have everybody? The front office was big on this guy. 
to me, I, I the Douglas Costa signing had never made sense. You're going to use a DP when I think you needed a number 10. And I, and I think what makes matters worse um, on the Douglas Costa thing, everything I'm seeing online is that is the perception. I'm not going to say this is this, but when your team loses 3-2, um, you're not available. You got a you got a bonehead red card, and you got suspended for two games. You go ahead and post this um, that you want you you went out. I get it. I think it was his girlfriend's birthday or his wife. I don't I apologize. His wife's birthday. You you get out. You're in a mansion and all this. You're not posting anything about the other galaxy, right? Granted, you didn't play. Granted, you weren't there. The perception just seems pretty bad to post this, I think it was a day a day later, I saw it on Twitter. Um, and I think even the guys from Football Americas were talking about it. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look good uh, if you're the LA Galaxy. doesn't look good if you're Douglas Costa. Because if I'm looking at this, if I'm a teammate, or if I'm, I'm a supporter uh, of this team, we just lost, and you're over here posting about being in, in, a, in a big old mansion and all this sort of things, it comes across that you probably don't care. I don't know. That that that's 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 what it seems like. Granted, it's different when you don't play, but I think everything that what I'm reading from from the other galaxy, everything that I think even Hercules Gomez talking about, um, it, it's just not a good look. And I think he could have avoided not posting this. You know what I'm saying? And um, but yeah, it it just, it just comes across like I don't I don't know the guy. I don't know anything like that. But everything that I've been seeing, if it's gotten not a lot of people to talk about it, now we're talking about it. It just seems that he may not care about this team the way Chicharito cares about this team. And you need your franchise players, you need your DPs to care about this team if this team's going to go far and quote-unquote want to win a championship with Greg Vanny and Chicharito have talked about. Yeah, I don't think he he's gotten established, to tell you the truth. I mean, every time we, we perhaps see him on the field for a few stretches of, of games, then we don't see him on the field, whether it's injury, whether it's trying to get back to fitness, whether it's him picking up this red card or whatever the case may be. Listen, I personally don't care about what any of these players do on social media, but I do understand the argument um, behind it, and it's valid. I mean, you you have such a big game. You have a game that you should have been available for, and you basically took yourself out of, and and that's already a bad, a bad taste for the fans, on top of the fact that you really haven't performed up to any – standard not even just that's a, what it comes down to if you perform right. go ahead and post whatever you want like chicharito's performing he's playing uh he's playing fortnite or whatever video yeah. it doesn't matter as long yeah. as you're performing and when you're not performing stuff like this rubs people the wrong way for sure 100 sure, and and i said this when they when they signed him i'm pretty sure we said it on the on the podcast like this was only going to go one or two ways he was going to be great or he's going to be a flop there's going to be zero in between with him given what we knew about his past um and just we there was going to be no, hey, yeah, he was OK. Now it's going to be either bad or good. And and right now it's nowhere close to good. And the fact that Vanny has alluded to a few times in the past that getting him back on the field is going to be like getting a new player and stuff like that. That's just a lot. That's <laughs> a lot because that means you just wasted half of the season with a guy that has not been able to do anything. And now you're counting on him for the second half of the season to be a boost for the team. It doesn't it doesn't add up to me. And and like the comment says, at the end of the day, you you have to be you have to be able to perform. But at the end of the day, to perform, you have to be on the field consistently. And and we knew injury passed, and we knew things like that. But it doesn't matter. I mean, there's there's a, across the league, there's players that that have come over that have had these expectations that haven't done well, that have done well. But 
we, we mentioned all the time, you're playing for the LA Galaxy. Those expectations are always going to be higher because of the team, because of what they've done in the league. And frankly, I mean, when you look at Cabral, when you look at, at Costa, two of your three DPs right there are already way below where they need to be. And if you look at a game like the Trafico, two or three of them are not even starting. One of them is not even available to play. And and now you're getting back to the point that it's like, okay, it's just Chicharito as, as a DP out there. And it's not enough. I mean, we've talked about it on the LAFC side. How many times have they only had one DP on the field and things like that? But you need – in this league, you need your DPs to be effective. It's the bottom line. It's You don't need them to be, you know, the best players – in the league because it's tough for you to just have an impact as one player to be that one guy, but you need them to be on the field. You need to be effective in whatever manner that may be, whether it's assist, whether it's scoring, whether it's sharing on your teammates, whatever the case may be, you need it to be effective. And Chicharito, I think from the struggles he had last year coming into this year has learned a lot about that. And in terms Mm -hmm. of, Hey, maybe if I'm not having a good game, I still need to lift these guys up. I need to do what I need to do. And that's why people are, I think have been, pretty okay with Chicharito having his ups and downs because when he does perform, he he, he does it well. And he, and he's really, I guess, being a leader and rubbing off on his teammates in the right way. But what could you say about, as a Galaxy fan, what could you say about Costa? Because the only good memory I have of him this season is scoring that free kick goal. And and that's honestly, I don't really recall anything else that he's done that's really been of, of no, that's been effective. And that's disappointing, man. I mean, it's it's already July. We, we haven't seen anything from him. Yeah, and look to your point. Like Chicharito learned that. Look, I, look when you when you, I know Costa's newer to the team, right? But it, you know that Chicharito cares about about the galaxy. Case in point, right? Maybe in the beginning, um, and I think it's just perception. That if you're performing, you could do whatever you want, you know. And I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't really care what these players do on social media, but I think there, there's also you also got to know how what's going on, right? Your team just lost to the biggest opponent. And I think to me, you know, understanding like you haven't been there, you haven't shown up, you're getting paid all this money, you're one of the franchise players. Um, you know, there's there's a point in time maybe maybe you you hold off a week before posting, or you you know what I'm saying like there's just there's just certain things that as a, as a professional as a player that you could kind of know. Look, he's a superstar; he could do whatever you want, but like then, you know, things like this come around and it, and it's not going to leave a good taste on anybody's mouth because he hasn't done, he doesn't, he hasn't done anything. And he, before that, he got a bonehead red card, which just makes it, which makes it even more. And, you know, it, it, and I think to me, it's okay if he's getting questioned and his loyalty and all these different things. That's what comes with being a pro athlete. That's what comes with, with being with, being with, the, with a big fan base out here in L.A., and those are those are just different things that 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 come with the territory. So it happens. Uh, we'll see how the galaxy move forward. They do got a quick turnaround here uh, against San Jose, um, but by but by no means do I feel like this is a cost necessarily a cost issue. I think this is a bigger issue. I think this is a and uh, I think this is an LA excuse me an LA Galaxy front office issue because it it's been consistent players like this. For the what the last five six years, and you know, you can't really blame the individual players. If you're not re- bringing in the right pieces, then I think it gets very, 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 very difficult. And, sure. and that's 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 just the interesting thing for me. And like, we'll see how it happens. I I don't. To me, getting Douglas Costa back in form is not like a new signing. That's I, I just a wild thing from from. 
any coach to say because he's been here since the start. They signed uh, they signed Costa right before the season started. So it, 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 it's insane. It's insane. And and but, I think you mentioned it. Like you see, and and the, that's what the magnitude of this rivalry does. Not only it's just because they're rivals and they you know it's inner city, but you see now LAFC bring these these two world class players in. Um, and it, it's what LAFC has done to the Galaxy since they've gotten in the league is add that pressure. And when yeah. when you're constantly, you know, in these past, let's just say, five years for the sake of the time LAFC has been around, not able to to land a signing that really has made people. And I, listen, I'm not saying you need to bring in superstars because they've tried that and maybe it hasn't worked out the best in the past. But it's just a, a progression. Like it's easy to blame players. It's easy to blame coaches. And those are always going to be the, the first two that take heat. But. At some point, which Galaxy fans are all pretty aware of, it comes down to the front office and what they're doing wrong more so than what they're doing right. I mean, you you have all of this impact. You have the city. You have things that that fall into you know into your lap as a selling point, but you're you're still not able some way to figure this out. It goes beyond coaching. It goes beyond players. I mean, I think there's only so much, like you said, so much that these that those people could do before you start looking at, at other things and say, hey, this is kind of an issue that's way above. Uh, just surface level. And I think that Galaxy fans are not naive to that. Um, I don't think anybody really following the league or the team is naive to that. That that's been the case for a little bit of time for the Galaxy. So it is a little unfortunate, man, because like I, I, I keep mentioning, I think the team is very talented, but it seems that they're they're still lacking in, in this area that there's no cohesion in, in that final third. And and that's that's not good, man. That's not that's not gonna that's gonna leave you outside of the playoffs again. That's gonna leave you a first round exit again, which is what Galaxy fans have, have gotten used to in these past uh, these past seasons, and it's it's just not a good look for them at all. And I will say this before the end, because I said this in December at some point. You, we talk about how how much they're lacking a, a center attack in midfield. Sebastian Legit has five assists right now in the <laughs> This man, leave it at that. This man is the the hype yeah, to Sebastian Legit. I'm resurface the clip at some point. Remember <laughs> when I said I want the Galaxy fans? To you did. I do recall that. I do recall you uh, saying that. It just and this is going to the same. They point. could use on your you're right to a point. It's said that it's just the positions that he was playing, and so so GBS and Vanny weren't able to figure that out. But Bruce is like I, I just don't understand like how I'm not saying Legit is one of the best players in the league, but if you're looking for a, an attacking mid and you had one and you got rid of one to to, to do a, some of these moves that haven't panned out, I, I think there's an argument to be had there for sure. Fair, look, fair enough. Um, before we let you guys go, go, uh, well, guys, I want to let you know that the strikers come into LA and they're doing a 30 day trial. You can try for five ninety nine or 40, 40, 49.99. Um, I'm giving out 30 down 30% discount code with the code LA soccer hub, all lowercase. Come check it out. Um, check it out. They give great, great articles. They're in Texas. They're coming out to LA. So the striker, check it out. The striker.com. Yeah, Andy, nice. let's, let's the talk about. Yeah, let's talk about San Jose real quickly. Um, they they faced uh, another rival, San Jose, on Wednesday. Quick turnaround. What what are your thoughts on that game? I think it, there's no better way to bounce back from losing to LAFC than, than playing San Jose. Now, if the Galaxy go go out Wednesday and lose this game, then there's going to be fires and, and alarm bells and the client out. Trapo uh, is going to find his way back to the front of uh, Dignity Health Sports Park miraculously. But, I mean, San Jose has has not been good this season. Uh, obviously transitioning to a new head coach. There's There's been some glimpses of, of them improving, not having Almeida around. But at the end of the day, it's a game the Galaxy should win easily. Uh, playing at home, uh, there's just, there'd be no excuse for them to lose this game. But 
We also said the same thing going into the Open Cup game against Sacramento, that we know how that turned out. And, and the same thing we've been mentioning about inconsistencies of this team. We don't know what Galaxy we're going to see. Whatever Galaxy we see on Wednesday should tell us a lot. And it should be a statement. Uh, it should be an aggressive team. It should be a team that's, that I, like I said, I don't think they're they're that upset about that loss at LAC because they know what's coming up. And you know how it is for fan bases when you when you beat a rival, it obviously makes you feel good. When you lose to rival, it doesn't make you feel good. Two back-to-back wins over rivals would have been great. But this win over San Jose will, will kind of right a lot of wrongs in, in certain ways. And the, the standings are so tight right now. So, you know, I don't think they're too pressed about in and out of, of the top playoff spots because it's a very close table. But it's the second half of the season now. Things are going to happen quickly. And, and what the Galaxy need is consistency more than anything. I couldn't agree more. Well, that wraps things up. Andy, I want to thank you for hopping on, talking to Galaxy, for everybody in the chat. I appreciate it. 